So a uh, hundred years have passed and aviation is still, or I'm sorry, aircraft is still the fastest form of travel. And a lot of places we've been to, we've been to a lot of airports and some of them, they're, they're just enough. Let's say that, like they're just enough to get the job done. But then you get some that are just off the wall. Amazing. Just as soon as you walk in, it doesn't even feel like an airport. That's just how luxurious they are. And we, we've had this question batted around between ourselves and a bunch of other of our listeners. Like what makes an airport as amazing or as not as luxurious as they are? Yeah, it feels like you're walking in a a mall that everybody showed up to instead of their Lamborghinis and Bentleys they rolled up to in their their aircraft. Right. Yeah. It's like it's it's like a mall with like exactly what MVP said, it's a mall and your car instead of a car, it's a it's a freaking airplane. Sometimes can be a very expensive airplane. And there's a lot of stuff that kind of goes into what makes an airport an airport. A lot of it has to deal with its location, uh, the weather around the area, and then what's the traffic going to be like once the airport's actually made, right? There's a whole lot of science that goes into like in what ways an airport can face or how many runways, taxiways it can have, stuff like that. And like that's a whole nother episode in and of itself. But for the most part, it deals with the weather and then just uh, what's the proximity to other lanes that this aircraft can can utilize and the reason why a lot of airports are nicer than others is because of that it's because of the traffic that goes in and out of that place between the people that i'm sorry sorry, i was gonna say the amount of money that's brought into it right yes you know like if you have main major hubs like los angeles now los angeles isn't super nice but where it it's got you know millions of people a year traveling through it or or you got, you know, London's Heathrow or JFK in New York. You know, those are kind of the main in- entry and exit points for for certain countries, I think, is why why they're so much nicer because they just get so much more foot traffic. Yes. And because they get so much foot traffic, you get, you're expecting a lot of, you know, like turnaround time, like either between the flights themselves, the layovers, people coming in, waiting for their flight. Because some airlines, you know, you have to check in a certain period of time before the actual flight happens, just for roll call and manifest reasons and stuff like that. So it it makes next to no sense if you're going to have like millions of people coming through this area and their flight doesn't leave for three hours and it, you're, all you have is like a fold up chair and maybe like a vending machine. It just doesn't make sense. So a lot of places they capitalize on, on the on this much traffic coming through. And so they make it a little bit more enjoyable for them to be there. Right. Um, like MVP was saying, like certain airports, like since they're the major hub for a lot of international travel, you're going to see a lot of international related stuff for them to kind of peruse through and and buy. This is where kind of like. um where the economy really picks up is because you see so many different shops and vendors for this traffic. And some of them, they're, they're very unique. So like it makes people want to buy it. Like, Oh, I don't see this anywhere else. I'm buying this. Right? Plus they have the duty free. <laughs> yes. Tax, uh, in most of these airports as well. Yes. And some airports that we've been to personally, and some of the other ones that are well, well known to a lot of us, 
they're very, very nice. And some of them, it's almost outlandishly nice. Like, are we even in an airport? Like, you almost forget that you're flying because it's just so nice. <laughs> um, one of the ones that that is very, very nice is the Singapore Changi Airport. This, <laughs> this airport, I swear, like, it's been on so many luxurious airports lists. Like, sometimes it's number one for so many years. Sometimes it's number two. Whichever general way it is, it's always within the top five. And well, you know, they always make pictures look nice, right? When you post them online. Yes. And so I'm sure that they've doctored this picture up to make the green of the palms more vibrant, the yellow on the streets to be more vibrant, the pavement to be not blown out looking, and the glass <laughs> to be all clean looking, right? Because it's like a big glass dome mm-hmm. uh, full of, uh, you know, millions of panels of glass but um and to take the smog out of the air but <laughs> like it looks it looks i don't know it looks like a, a fancy like soccer stadium is what it looks like to me yeah and this airport in particular the singapore Changi, i swear like um if i'm butchering this i apologize in advance because i'm not that versed in certain languages but this airport has spas in the airport for you as you're waiting for your flight has spas a Spas, god damn it! Spas, <laughs> spas ah. has spas, like like day spas. Most other places, you know, you just have like a sky lounge, right? Like a little area, kind of private. Depending on the airlines, you have to pay for it. But it's usually like a Wi-Fi center, maybe some couches or recliners. But this one, no, we're gonna go full ham. Let's have a full-on spa and bar in each section of the terminal, <laughs> and then. We got whole gardens, like all kinds of flora and fauna or flora that's not even native to the area, but just because it looks nice. Orchids, sunflowers, and cactuses. Yeah. Fucking wild. And then you have like this whole entertainment platform where you have all these different latest and greatest gaming stuff, which is free, right? Again, going back to some lounges where you, there's stuff there, but you have to pay for it. Or they just have like this little desk where you can just plug your laptop in if you even brought something to that effect. And yeah. then you and then you pay like maybe eight dollars an hour for a fucking Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, that sounds like almost all US based airports. Like you go in them and it's like it's like traveling a subway system almost. Like there's just it's really low amenities. Everything's it's the same fast food and whatever you could get out on the normal street, but it's more expensive because it's in an airport. And, uh, just it's there. They look very, um, how do I say it? Like they're just plain and bland. There's nothing exciting about them. And if you have like a six hour, you know, if you had like in this, in this Changi, Changi airport, you know, with these gardens, uh, there's a movie theater, um, where you see these Xboxes, you know, you can play that you were talking about six mm-hmm. and, and like you said, they're all free. So if you had like a six hour layover, you might not mind it so much. Traveling would be a little bit more enjoyable because you're like, hey, man, we, we get to Changi. Like, yeah, we got a five hour layover, but we're going to let's go see that new Spider-Man movie. And then after that, we'll play Xbox for a little bit and then we'll go have dinner and then, you know, and, and walk through the garden or whatever, stretch our legs. Right. And you're like, you know, you. You, you might not mind it so much, whereas here in the U.S. traveling, you're like. Cool. I'm I'm just a, a I'm livestock that's being shuttled <laughs> on this plane over to this next uh, holding station uh, where they'll you know 
I can get some food and whatever else and then jump on another plane until I get to the slaughterhouse. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's it's exactly what it's what it's like. It's just boring. And you're like, oh my God. And that's why here in the States, everybody's like, you could fly for a little bit cheaper, but you're like, oh my God, I gotta make three airport stops and each one has a three hour layover. So my travel day is gonna be, you know, eighteen hours instead of instead of five or whatever it could be. Right. But if you had nice airports to stop through, you might be like, oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, exa- I mean? yeah, exactly. You might and actually it, look forward to going to all those different airports. Yes. And then it's also dependent on what's around the area too. Like for this Changi airport, it services 60 million passengers a year, right? So ima- imagine that throughput coming in and out, in and out, just 60 million people. Uh, some other airports, you know, they might have a little bit more, a little bit less. But this one, like if we're going to have 60 million people come through, we're going to make that 60 million freaking worth it like every step of the way is just fantastic gardens movie theater entertainment areas all this stuff and it's all free for the most part it's free yeah and if you're traveling with kids like that's that's going to be the uh the toughest thing right is trying to keep them entertained as you're moving throughout the day praying to god your cell phone doesn't die so they can watch something and leave you in peace right i think the only thing nowadays that most airports can have which I don't know if that technology is even possible right now is having like wireless charging. You know what I mean? Like you just walk through the building and your phone starts charging kind of like Wi-Fi, but it's for your charger. Um, how that works with pacemakers and everything else. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that'd be the only hangups. Like how is this going to affect me medically? But imagine if like there was like a, a non-invasive way of charging your phone and you just walk into a building and it starts charging. Like I think that'd be like the only technological feat that someplace like Chengyi can have. Like, Everything we already have all the luxuries of it, but let's add in the fact that you just walk about in the building and your phone's charging. <laughs> it almost makes me want to go to Changi just to see the airport. Period. You know, like Singapore, China. Pff, let's do it. <laughs> like, besides the fact that we're going to a different country, just landing the airport kind of already sets the tone. Like, wow, this is gonna be a nice place. <laughs> yeah, it'd be super nice. Uh, you know, meanwhile, I feel like here in the states, and I'm not trying to talk a lot of crap on the ones here in the States, but just from my experience, like you talk about, they got these new Xboxes and all that stuff and all these amenities. And I feel like in the States, they'll be like, Oh, oh, we can keep up with that. And you show up and like, look, we got PlayStation ones out here for you. (laughs) You're like, what? Look at, yeah, man, this is free, free to use. And you're like, I, I, the graphics, like my eyes hurt (laughs) the graphics. Oh, it's not good enough for you. Like, well, I'm, We've evolved a little bit, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> right. we're, we're a little a ways away from this. I, I will say, man, like uh, I want to say this was at the San Francisco airport. Um, they got like these uh, um, ramen noodle vending machines. Right. And I'm not, I'm not mean like, like, like some cup of noodle stuff. I mean, like some actual like ramen noodle bowls. Like you, 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 you uh, pick your selection just like you would like a, uh, like a regular vending machine or like a touchscreen vending machine. And then you see like the bowl kind of go through this conveyor belt. It does the hot water and all this. When it pops out, it's like a no shit ramen bowl. I'm like, holy shit, man. That was probably like the coolest thing I've seen technology wise at an airport. Like, oh my God, look at this. Yeah. You actually have like decent food choices to eat from. It's not just, again, like I said earlier, the same fast food or whatever else you can, you can actually get a, a real meal. Yeah. And not feel like complete dog shit afterwards. Right. 
and that and to be honest like when when you're flying especially when it's a long haul flight like say five hours or more that's kind of like what you crave like i need some real real food not like something to just shut me up until i get on my next flight right and you know i'm i always i visit a bar too whenever i go to an airport and that's the closest thing to regular food but even then it's like fried or some kind of like um, yeah well it's, it's bar food you know yes so having something like that even if it's just out of a vending machine is freaking cool one thing i wish they would do in these airports and all the ones we're talking about today are everything's expensive in them don't get me wrong uh but one thing i wish airports would do is like hey we're all traveling we're all this like like i want to sit down and enjoy myself and have a beer like you said you went to a bar but you're like it's eight dollars for a 16 for a pint and you're like that's and it's just and it's just like Bud Light or something. It's nothing even fancy. You're like, why? Why am I paying eight dollars for barley water? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I yeah. said, that's why. That's why it's also stressful when you're traveling because you're like, okay, I spent a lot of money on the plane tickets and everything else, and there's not a lot of amenities here. And okay, I went to the went to the commissary, so to speak, and bought a bottle of water for that was six bucks and. uh a bag of checks mix or whatever. And that was five bucks, you know? And mm-hmm. so people, people like starve themselves or whatever they're traveling. So they get headaches. They're not feeling good because they haven't eaten, but they don't want to spend that additional money, you know, like when you travel, like, God, I don't want to spend $150 today just to fly from here to there, you know, hundred just to eat. Right. Um, I think that's one thing that they should change in the airports. Like I understand you have to make money and all that, but you still will make money. You're just, you're just getting greedy with it. I think a little bit. Yeah. Especially and, if you have like the duty free stores, right? If we can be, if they can be duty free in those stores, why can't, why can't the food that you you're ordering or purchasing or whatever else, or your drinks be, be tax free as well. You know? Right. Right. And I, and that's something like you always have to factor into like, well, I'm traveling, I'm going to here. So like, well, let's throw in an extra three, $500 in our budget for just for the stoppages we're having in between yeah. these airports, you know what I mean? Like, yep. let's see, there's five of us. That's like $60 per. So, well, then, you know, depending on how many stops we have, that all adds up. Yeah. And so this was uh Singapore Changi. I think that's how you pronounce it. I swear. If I'm butchering this, somebody please just politely correct me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the second one here that we're, that I've been to, or it's in a similar area in Asia is the Incheon international airport in south korea is that really how you pronounce that Incheon? Incheon, i think so uh don't huh. get again I like i would have said Incheon. yeah i think anyways it's called, you're probably right yeah i think it's Incheon. i'm sorry i'm sorry again everybody if i'm messing this up i'm sorry <laughs> but Incheon in south korea i mean south korea in general is just technologically freaking amazing right like you hear of any sort of technology nowadays especially like say samsung all comes from south korea and it's nice nice like they got so many different te- uh technological advances or and stuff that's available for the general public it's just mind-blowing and then especially now with the south korean craze that's coming out this way it's slowly trending in all of our um digital stuff like say netflix there's a lot of south korean stuff uh, ma- um manga magazines or manga comics is is having a lot of south korean influence nowadays music music yeah uh k-pop <laughs> every time i yeah, hear something that's the first exactly. thing that pops in my head is k-pop 
Yeah, I mean the number one the number one band in the world, if you if you want to call it that or whatever it is, is uh is that BTS group, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. So with Incheon, right, they have has a again with a lot of these uh, luxurious airports, any major airport really, they'll have like bits and pieces of the culture that of the country they're in. So like with Incheon, there's like a big culture, a cultural center in there. There's uh like parades of like Korean parades, museums, cultural centers, uh, like different pieces of art scattered all around the airport. Like just really immersing you into the fact that you're in Korea and this is our culture. This one says small classical concerts. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, like when you show something to do when you go there, like you're there, you can learn something and see and experience something. Like when you say, man, you know, I, 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 stopped in the airport in this country but i never i didn't get to leave so i didn't get to the experience the culture they mm-hmm. bring that culture to the airport so you can at least get a small dose of it while yeah. traveling through even if you're not staying yeah so like oh you're in you're in this area come see some of the stuff so like if you ever want to come again it'd be a reason to stay like thanks man that's freaking great and especially like you were saying like you have these cultural centers you have these cultural parades just like really immersing you into what's happening in that area granted some of it is very touristy and it's not that bright and fancy but still you know like you got a happy tourist who wants to stay that means more uh awareness and livelihood for your area so it's just you know what a classical uh korean parade is i don't know what that is i'm asking out of Um, curiosity like is it just like so you know here in here in the states growing up uh parades were like tractors fire trucks convertibles people walking up down the streets of a, a, a band marching and playing music that kind of stuff um that's what a parade is to me mm-hmm. though do they have something similar but very obviously korean uh culture based that marches through the terminals and does that stuff or i'm just curious no that's a good question i'm not too sure myself i mean i would assume yes but i'm not sure myself what that would look like most times when i hear uh, cultural parade or Asian cultural parade. I'm thinking like like dancers with the ribbons and the drums and depending on what uh, Asian culture you're in, they'll have like the dancing dragon and stuff like that. Gotcha. You know, that's what I think. I mean, I, if I'm if we're way off base on this, please by all means, like give us your input. Tell us if you've been to this airport or you've been to somewhere similar and they have cultural parades. Like, let us know like what exactly happens because. That'd be yet another reason for us to want to go there because I want to see it, you know? Right. And oh, it even says they have two observatory floors. You can uh, view the, is that the Osong? Osong yeah, Osong. So that's, that's kind of cool, right? Because you actually get to see more than just what we typically see from the windows of an airport, which is A, the ramp, and B, the runways. And you might see... Some tiny specks of buildings off in the distance but right. really it just kind of looks like gray waste from all the concrete right um, so if you could get up at an elevated level and look out beyond like that's that's pretty nice that's that a, is really that's nice. a cool touch now if you're an aviation enthusiast like us you know seeing planes come and go that's actually pretty fun to watch right but for the general person who really doesn't give a shit like they just they came here for the sights and the last thing they want to see is another airplane that this place might be the place for you because again like just looking at scenery other than the the gray slate is actually pretty cool. And certain places like this one in particular, 
it's very uh it sets you into the mood like yeah i'm traveling or yeah i'm here to see stuff right it kind of gets you in that mood already and it maybe this is maybe this is yeah maybe this is like a, a subliminal thing like i am now in travel mode you know what i mean and then travel equals tourists and tourists equals money. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's their... I, I, to me, it's one of those like traveling as stressful as it is. So let me make life uh, like, you know, people are excited. They're either coming or going from vacation. But let me make life uh, easier. Like you said, I'm in travel mode. So like I'm still experiencing something, even though I'm not at my final destination. I'm still mm-hmm. learning, seeing, experiencing uh, a, a new culture or a different culture or more about your own culture. They might not have known otherwise while while there and it kind of just it, it it takes your mind off of the okay like i said the cattle car mm-hmm. sit on a plane walk off the plane like a bunch of eeyores moving around right go to the next gate wait five hours the gate changed move to the other gate yep. get on the plane put the put the barrel to my head think about other things, remove the barrel, you know, like just <laughs> right. shouldn't joke about that, but like, that's kind of how it is though. Right. You're like, Oh my God, I just want to get the hell out of here. Yep. And I think what adds this- to the stress too, man, uh, maybe this is just a me thing, but whenever I see like, uh, there's always going to be a couple passengers who is always trying to bitch out the, the flight attendant or the, the customer rep attendant. Like, yeah. Why is my plane late? Why? Are, what do you mean we're delayed? How the fuck long does it take to change a brake? Like just harassing the shit out of this uh this service desk agent. I'm like this person's not gonna fucking know, man. And when I see people like uh being that tense, and I understand why they're tense. Some is because they've been traveling so long, or, and they finally broke their their patience, or some you know they're just that demanding. I don't know, whatever the case may be. But like when you see that kind of stress, it kind of stresses me out too. You know, like. Like, well, this kind of just added another chip on the shoulder in the travel pile, you know? And thankfully for certain places, you know, like you can just walk away and kind of take your mind off by binge shopping or or something to that effect. But, and I think that's another reason why some of these airports have these amenities is because like when you have someone having that kind of a stressful time, you can just like take a right somewhere and you're, in this garden or you have this awesome view it's like you know what that was a bad time but this is awesome now i like or this. it's one of those right so you're traveling and then you're hey the plane we have to find wait for another plane to come out because the one that was in broke or whatever else were delayed because of maintenance or something like that or mm-hmm. or the air crew hasn't stepped yet like well how long is it delayed for uh at least an hour minimum but we'll make an announcement over the thing cool we're gonna walk over here and go through this this cactus garden then right. you know like you can just you can just go and decompress. You're like, oh, okay, I'm going to go over here and, and I'm going to, we're going to jump on the Xbox and play that for a while. Or I'm going to go watch this, uh, this orchestral piece, uh, and, and see something pretty neat. You know what I mean? Like, yep. That's kind of cool. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, this next airport again, it's always, it's always in the Asian airports, uh, Asian airport. They really go all out when it comes to amenities and luxury. You notice that man? Uh, yeah, it's just the technology aspect of it, though. I mean, that's 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 barely been the biggest influence, I think, from those parts of the world is they just have the uh, technology and they and they really use it to. It's not just for the super elite, right? You can everybody gets a little a little dose of it. True. So this next one is actually in Hong Kong, the Hong Kong International Airport in China. Again, 
uh, this airport in particular has had has been one of the best and most luxurious airports awarded uh, eight years in a row for being a luxurious airport. And it also says that this airport is one of the best for traveling families. Right there, man, that, that, that right there, that just gets me like, okay, traveling family going there. I don't even know what I'm going to loot, what I'm going to do, but it says it's for family. So I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I guess I have to entertain the, the, the little rugrats, you know, like that's, that's the best. Yep. Uh, this says here, there's a, there's what's called a dream come true education park. And it's ideal for parent child bonding. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe I can actually learn how to become a better parent by traveling through there. Huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're all we're all sitting there like hugging each other crying like oh my god right like some disney uh moment you know <laughs> the birds start singing out of nowhere right like oh my god i get you i get you too shit <laughs> why did it take us to travel all the way to hong kong to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like the meme where it says the therapist how do you deal when you deal with uh stress when your kids are wild now and it says me raises raises wooden spoon therapist <laughs> no <laughs> right. or how do you deal with stress add to cart no <laughs> yeah add to cart no <laughs> I'm so attacked <laughs> I was seeing this one meme uh, off topic man like it goes um, uh, like your average everyday melancholy life and it's just a guy looking out the out the like this van window and the second one is like uh, like the the temporary euphoria of adding of buying stuff online is just due with like this very flamboyant uh um uh, like whatever like a stole like but it's all feathery and bright and shit like very flamboyant and shit and, like, uh-huh. he looks kind of like a pimp you know <laughs> yes wait, wait was that a, a really recent one i think so i think it was elden john oh was it <laughs> you know but he's, you know what i mean like he's yeah. wearing like this feather stole and it's like yep. real out there and bright yep and they're like, yep, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> it says me on the way home from the, I think what the meme was me, me on the way home from the mall after it's been a stressful work week. It was Elton John behind the wheel of a car with these big, bright rhinestone sunglasses, the big feathery stole like you're talking about. Like yeah. Bedazzled, fancy. <laughs> yeah. Sipping on a Starbucks, you know? Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. Oh, yep. That's exactly me at the cart. That's exactly how I feel. And then after, after I get the thing and I tried it on or did it or messed around with it, now we're back to being the melancholy life. Like, I just, I can't believe I just blew money on this. <laughs> yeah. So the biggest thing for this Hong Kong is to say it's this parent child uh, bonding uh, education park. Um, and it says, wait for your flight, communicate with your child at the same time. It's, uh, you know, nine art, cultural music galleries and museums. So there's, you can also go through and, and learn a little bit more about China's uh, culture and history. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest thing is like when you get there, you're like, okay, you got a three hour layover. Let's take the kids over to this education park and, uh, and see what this is all about, you know? Yeah. So very big on families. I get why that one's uh, has won 11 years or eight years in a row. And it says in the years it didn't win the most luxurious, it was either second or third. I mean, so it's always been, it's always been up there. Yeah. I mean, imagine, man, like having a museum in an airport. Like most uh, airports that I've been to, minus these ones that are very luxurious, their air quote museum is just like uh, like a row. You know what I mean? Yep. 
it's just like a row of portraits or a row of plaques, maybe like a, a bust, like a bronze bust of something. And it just has like yeah. a little words here and there. And like, well, that's cool. Yeah. Sit, sit right in the middle of the aisle as you're walking or the, you know, the gateways as you're walking. Yeah. Um, and you may or may not stop to read it. Right. Or, or like, it's like this very tucked away in the corner is like not very well lit. So like you got to kind of actually know what's there to go and check it out. You know what I mean? Yep. So like, oh, well, that's cool. I mean, like it's kind of wells away from my gate, but. Well, yeah, I was going to say, that's the one nice thing is at least they, these airports we've covered so far, put something in every terminal mm-hmm. where it's like, Hey, visit terminal a, uh, to, to see this museum. And you're like, cool. I'm in terminal D though. And I got to take the train our whole, all whole way around the, the airport with multiple stops to get to that one in hopes that I make it back in time for my flight. So yeah, no, <laughs> no. Right. Oh man. This, so this next one, uh, we're, we're kind of departing a little bit from Asia. This is the Hamad international airport in Qatar. Let me, if you've never been, everybody, Qatar is freaking nice. Nice. Yeah, Qatar, Qatar is, is muy elegante, as they say in Espanol. <laughs> it is choice. If there's a place that I would go to, Qatar is definitely one of them. This, just Qatar in general is freaking nice. Uh, so as far as the Hamad International Airport, uh, this place has been awarded a rare five-star airport award. Now, I don't know the scale it takes to get to five star, but knowing the fact that it's in Qatar, it, it kind of already spells it out for me. Like you got to be a level upon levels for this one. Um, it has for this airport, it says here it has 10 art galleries spread throughout the airport. Uh, they can take pictures for free and it has a special lounge for unaccompanied minors with snacks. What? Another, another oh, many, right? Oh, yeah. Right, snacks. It's waiting here for four hours. Right, snacks, video games, play areas, a spa. Not spa, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not gonna let that down for That's my own self. So. Spa. Uh, spa. Yeah, a spa, swimming pools, a fully equipped gym, hydrotherapy pools, squash or squash courts. Like, sign me up, dude. Can you imagine getting in there like, like, like you would purposely almost set up your layover to be to be eight hours just because you're, you're going to stop in. You're going to like, all right, we're going to get there. We're going to go play squash for a little bit, get a sweat on. We're going to go jump in the pool, do a couple of laps. We'll take on some hydrotherapy. Once we get done with that, we'll hit up the spa, right. get cleaned up, get out, feel good. We'll go get some food, chill and play some video games until it's time to board the next one. Right. Yeah. Just, just by going there alone. Like, wow, this is actually really nice. You think you're in a hotel at this point, right? Like, all right, everyone, we're here in Qatar, right? That- yeah. You're in a resort. Yeah. Like you almost forget, like oh, we have a hotel reservation, right? <laughs> You're just spending the whole day at the airport. <laughs> like, well, our check-in to our airport is not for another six hours, so we, I guess, we can just blow it here at the airport. Just make, you know, as soon as we land, like, all right, let's go to the hydrotherapy. You know, yeah. Again, you wouldn't even be mad if your flight got delayed or canceled. You'd be like, oh man, that sucks. Anyways, uh- <laughs> so squash game at seven, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So let's go get a hotel room and then meet back for squash. <laughs> right. And anyway, you know, the intent art gallery spread out throughout the entire airport. That's, that's amazing already. I don't know what you guys, if you've ever done hydrotherapy, that is pretty choice too. You know, now I have not done it. Have you? 
I've done something similar to the effect, but this is kind of, I'm not sure if we're talking the same kind of hydrotherapy where it kind of looks like they put you in this bed and they roll water over you, kind of like a jetted tub, you know? You're like wrapped in a water? Well, so like, it's kind of like like you're in a, you know, like those uh, standalone sun sun tanning booths, you know, where you lay down and they have like the whole like ultraviolet lights on you. Yeah. It's kind of similar to that, but like, your head sticking out, obviously, and then they have like this, uh, this capsule where it like shoots jets of water at you. Oh, so it's almost like you're in a self-contained um, jacuzzi. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like a burrito, but it's a jacuzzi. It's pretty wild, man. Interesting. I've never done that. It sounds pretty cool, man. Like uh, I, I've seen. Is it, it cold water or is it? No, it's like warm water. It's kind of. It's almost like like I said. It's almost like you're in the jacuzzi. And I think they can set the temp on this, but it's pretty dope. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's guitar for you. You know, they got that kind of luxury to blow. Yeah. Money is not too much of a thing in those parts. Uh, This next airport is actually in Switzerland. Zurich airport in Switzerland. I said that right. Zurich. Yeah. Zurich. You know, uh, off topic, man. Like I never realized there wasn't an actual swiss language for switzerland you know what i mean like really? when i hear swiss uh swiss right or i hear switzerland i mean i think swiss and i think swiss it's its own unique language but then i can't remember where i saw it when i think it was when switzerland put us up on one of their charts i'm like wait what's the official language for switzerland and it's like some combination between german uh italian and i forget the third one but it's like a combination of three different languages i'm like Holy shit, I never knew that. <laughs> I never knew it was a combination either. I thought it was always just German. And it's usually German, right? It's mostly German because that's the dominating uh, demographic there. And it never clicked to me until I started reading Swiss brands, right? Like t yeah. and um, some K-Swiss other ones. Swiss shoes. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or Tag Heuer, you know what I mean? Like. Yep. Like, wow, I, it never dawned upon me that, that was German. I just thought it was Swiss, right? Like, wow, Swiss sounds a lot like German. It never clicked until that day. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I feel like an idiot. He's <laughs> <laughs> never too old to never. You're always learning something, man. Never too old to stop learning. Right? Yeah. But, you know, like most, most things in Switzerland, I relate to like stuff that's like extremely intricate and fancy, like, like uh, watches for one or um, clocks, chocolate. Um, stuff like that, you know, where like they get real into the details of stuff. Yeah. So like, like with the Zurich airport, I mean, I can only imagine just how off the top or off the wall it is, right? Like uh, three runways uh, and three terminals. Um, this area Ser- had- serves eighty thousand passengers a, a day. A day, God dang! Holy cow! Wow! I mean, even just- mo- even all the other airports we've talked about thus far only had two. Two runways, yeah, and then this, this one has three. <laughs> now I, I I'm sh- almost certain the other uh, maybe Zurich's big enough too, but like maybe they handle a seven eighty seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe this maybe Zurich can't handle the the largest jets in the world yet. I don't know. I would imagine it could though. I mean, I hope so. And it says here it has eighty stores, eighty different stores wow. within the terminal or within the airport. Like I don't know what you, but eighty is a lot, and. It, it when you go through some airports, it may feel like a lot, but most of them they're like kind of like just aisle vendors, you know, like it's not like an actual store. 
or it's usually like one huge store and it feels like there's a like there's different ones just because of how it's separated. Mm-hmm. And it says here too, like Zurich has the best uh, baggage delivery in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ain't getting that here from, from some of these US airlines. You call <laughs> so, them like, hey, you guys lost my bag. And you're like, and you just get pretty much the sucks to suck nerd. <laughs> I remember yeah. uh, there was this one, uh, I can't, I think it was a, a travel podcast that I was listening to where they cheat the system whenever someone says they lost their bag. So they'll put one of their phones or like one of their iPods or whatever in the bag. And so like they'll they'll do that at find my phone feature so they know exactly where their baggage is. Uh-huh. And someone and then this per- same person went to the baggage claim say, "Hey, you lost my bag." And they said, like, "Oh, it's on the next flight or some shit." And they did the find my phone feature and it was in the airport. Um but it was it was in the wrong terminal or something like that. Like oh my god. I was like, "Oh, damn." I mean, that's pretty, pretty smart to think about that. That is smart. I'd be afraid like my phone would die or something or whatever. I would, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Whatever the piece of electronic, to, unless you had those long term, long life batteries or connected to a, like a power strip. True. Very true. And some of these, uh, bags nowadays, they have like these built in chargers. I don't know if you've seen something like that. Oh yeah. Um, but, th- but then again, these air cold chargers are just like, Again, just a long life battery and it just has like a plug to it. But even still. Are you charging your suitcase? I am, in fact. Yeah. Or have you seen those suitcases, man, that turn into a scooter? Oh, I think I think those don't have a powerful enough motor to drag my fat ass. Or, you know how the people are zipping around on those things? So mine would have the electric motor going. Trying. It's like one of your power wheels. The kid's power wheels is about to die. That's what mine would sound like. Same here. You know, it's like you need a charger. Um your luggage and like it is charged i'm just shut up <laughs> move moving along like one of those um those uh like you, you said start, a power wheels you start rocking it forward like when you're trying to make it go faster you know <laughs> right <laughs> but those are cool man I, I i remember the first time i saw one I'm like what is that this guy is zipping along and for certain airports that are super huge that's convenient right oh yeah I mean, imagine that, man. You have your carry-on and just like, just like zipping along. Yep. Oh, Screaming man. right down the terminal at Hell yeah. <laughs> eight miles an hour. But then that's when you have like those, uh, those escalator belts that just go forward. They don't go up or down. They just go forward. Yeah. You're moving faster than those are. Yeah. And then like, uh, I always think this is a gag, man. Like whenever like you go on those escalators that go forward and you start walking, you feel like you're going hyperspeed because you're. Your your momentum plus you walking is just making you get there faster. Yeah, like oh my oh god, I'm god. flying. I, I can I can really I can really I have a really good stride, and, <laughs> and I don't in real life. For those who don't know me or haven't seen me, I've I've got T Rex arms and stumpy legs. So <laughs> so a ten on most ladies' charts, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm sorry. Okay, so la- last one for the for this bunch is the Dubai International Airport. Now, again, this is almost the, this is about the same level as Qatar. Like, you go to some place like this, you know it's gonna be money, um, especially oh, yeah, somewhere to show out for sure. Especially somewhere like Dubai, like everything about Dubai is just off the chart. Like, I remember when I went through the first time, there was a vending machine with Lamborghinis and Ferraris and Porsches and stuff in it. 
like you know, it's a vending machine. Like these cars are in there on a turnstile, and you they're just rotating, and you just swipe your card and take the car home. I'm like, holy crap! Yeah, it's kind of like Carvana for us, but instead of used beaters, it's freaking like twenty thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollar or more cars. <laughs> yeah, there's and, and, Bugattis and stuff in there. Imagine. Well, you know when their police cars are Bugattis and those like six six wheeled Mercedes trucks and stuff like they're gonna go out. Oh, most deaf. And it says here for Dubai International Airport, they handle about eight eighty three point six million visitors. Like and four hundred and eighteen thousand two hundred twenty aircraft movements. Oh my! If only two runways with, with only two runways. That's yeah, crazy. like oh my that's crazy, god, dude. Oh my god! But that's also the home for. Uh, for Emirates uh, Airlines too. Oh, that's, that's right. That, that large, like the largest maintenance facility, uh, aviation maintenance facility in the world, is for Emirates, and it's there in Dubai. Yeah, this place is off the wa- is really over the top, and they got uh, what's it? Concourse B houses for their hotels, eighteen restaurants, business lounges, first class lounges. Uh, Concourse C of the of the term of the airport. Has like a five star hotel, a food court, seventeen dining establishments, duty free shopping areas. Like, it, imagine that. Like, the hotel is attached to the airport. Most cases, you know, it's kind of like a block, maybe a, like a, a terminal right away. Sometimes, maybe just like a a couple, yeah. like like shuttle a quarter ride, shuttle yeah. ride a couple miles away. Yeah. yeah, but but not here in Dubai. No, we're bringing the hotel to you. <laughs> so in in in. Pittsburgh, they have a hotel attached to the uh, airport, but it's still like you kind of, it's not like right at the terminal. Like you come out and then you got to walk through this long, long gateway. So it reaches way out deep into the, into the parking lot. Yep. And then it's like a half mile all the way in to get to just the, what you would call the, the first, first door of the terminal. Like where people could drive up and drop you off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're like way, it's like way out there. So you, you're you're there already, but you still have to just go that whole that whole terminal way in. Jeez, but not here. Nope. <laughs> and here's a little bit of a scale too. Besides the airport of Dubai as a whole, like there's a they have this mall in Dubai that there's a whole indoor ski resort inside the mall, right? So and for. Uh, snowboard or ski enthusiast is not that big but the fact that it's in a mall and it has two tiers and you could actually like take a ski lift up to the tier that's freaking nuts <laughs> it is crazy I, I think it's called ski dubai is the name of the ski resort indoor ski they also resort. have i think a whole ferrari like amusement park yeah i'm just, not mistaken yeah just but if you know if you guys have never been to dubai I highly suggest going, even if all you do is get into the airport and hang out there for a while and maybe stay the night at that hotel or whatever. Like it's, it's just, it's luxury to the max, man. Everything is luxury. Yeah. I mean, they, they got the, they got the means and the resources to do it. So, I mean, definitely a stop for you guys. You should definitely check that place out if you've never been. Um, uh, definitely keep in mind of the timetable or the calendar around that area because, um, well, any cultural place that you go to, um, but there's certain like certain times of day where they they strictly adhere to some of the cultural calendar uh, practices, yep. like uh, 
for Dubai and Qatar, they practice the Ramadan. And say so you guys are in the travel layover, they may or may not serve food at the time you get there. So just a little hint for that. <laughs> yeah. So it might seem like a, a ghost town and you're like, man, these guys said that it was bougie as heck over here. Well, yeah, but just don't go, don't go to Ramadan or the airport will come to life as soon as the sun sets. Right. Yep. Um, and, and so during the day it's fasting and everything else, but at nighttime it's all, it's all, you know, it's a good party. Yeah. Uh, same ways with uh, South Korea. Uh, I think Incheon is near the Osong area. I want to say Osong, man. It's like nightclub after nightclub after nightclub, all within like 30 feet of each other. Like, I think there's this one district in Osong that has like 74 nightclubs and they're all back to back next to each other. And I think they're building more for that matter. Like, Jesus, dude. Like, there's really, really about this nightlife, man. <laughs> they are. So they are very much indeed uh, so, big on karaoke and nightlife. Hell yeah, man! I'm all I'm all about it. You get an, you get enough soju in me, I'll freaking do anything. <laughs> <laughs> freaking soju. <laughs> now, I will say, like, uh, out of again, off topic, I like the grape soju better than all the other ones. Um, I tried the plum ones, and it kind of tasted like medicine to me. Maybe that's just me, but it kind of reminded me of medicine. I had a lemon one that was pretty good. But I hear like I've tried this grape one and a lot of people uh, have told me the same. Like if you have grape soju, it's freaking the best. It's almost like not even soju. It's just like you're just drinking juice. And that's that's wrecking you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Slowly like, wrecking you. Anything that tastes like it's not alcohol is going to fuck me up. So <laughs> yes, it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Or, or a coffee. Anything that's like that tastes like coffee. I'm done. Like just 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 know you're going to have to set a pillow here because I'm probably going to get fucked up. <laughs> but the, awesome. those are those are the six luxurious airports that we have covered if you know of any that are just as high caliber or something that we haven't mentioned that is just off the wall amazing by all means like uh shoot us a, a message on our socials or even our on our website let us know like what were your travel plans like going to these kind of airports or airports in different areas that are just as luxurious and just let us know like some because we want to go through those different areas too that we do that, that we do would love to would love to actually go to like each of these airports and set up like a little booth or whatever while we're there and then do like a just a live recording from like just sitting inside the terminal on a normal normal day of travel i think that'd be so much fun most def i'm so like especially with travel slowly starting to open its way back up and having a little bit of normalcy that's it's starting to give me the itch like okay it's time to travel again man like i i really want to hit yep, the road or, go see something right like hit the road hit the skies hit the water something man i'm all about it <laughs> heck yeah all right uh yeah do you have anything else man like um like closing uh closing statements? Nope, you hit the nail on the head uh some airports are fancy some are not um, I hope you all get the chance to travel through a fancy one one time to just see what it's what it's like. Don't base well, everything off of like some of the ones here in the states. Most definitely, is all, I, is all I can say. Most definitely, or some of the ones that I've traveled to abroad, but in not so nice places. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> some of them pretty rough, but again. Um, 
If you guys have any other places, just shoot us a line, give us a message, tell us your experiences and what other places are nice because we definitely want to see those too. On that note, thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye everyone. We'd like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to continue to make episodes, maintain our gear and create merch for all of our listeners with special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Ryan Freshour, Dan Schubert, Jenny Dignan, and the ladies of the Dick Talk and Mimosas podcast. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. Visit our shop at cancelformaintenance.com and grab some swag to show off both your support for us and your prowess as an aircraft technician. If you have ideas for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit our contact us section and send us a line. We will do what we can to get your ideas or yourself on the show. You can also follow us on social media such as on Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at Kanks, that's C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, or on Twitter at CXMX Podcast. Check out some of our affiliates like Rockwell Time, where they make both rugged and classy watches to fit your lifestyle. Use the code CX4MX and save 10% off your purchase. Support us on Patreon. Our patrons get exclusive perks such as access to our Discord, discounts and early access to merch, special patron-only episodes, and so much more. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.